Good morning and welcome to WPPA Sports Saturday as we get set to talk high school basketball this morning on the program. First, we'd like to thank our fine benefactors, none bigger than CACL Financial, 1800 West Market Street in the city of Pottsville. Always open online at caclfcu.org. Voted the number one lending institution for the past five consecutive years at CACL Financial. Their members know why that is. It's because you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. We'd also like to thank BG's Value Markets with four convenient locations to serve you better. In Pine Grove, Millersburg, Johnstown, and Minersville. Don't forget, it is the big party weekend for that big game on Sunday. And you can get all your tailgate needs at BG's Value Markets because if they're Frank's for your grill or the 14 million hamburgers that are going to be eaten this weekend or any fresher, you'd absolutely have to slap them. And while you're there, pick up the fine dairy line and juice and tea products from Gears Dairy. Schuylkill County's oldest full-service family-owned dairy along the Tumbling Run Road in Pottsville. Of course, whole milk, skim milk, the award-winning chocolate milk, and the iced tea. JP refreshes with Diet Green. I hydrated up with the same product, and we had them last night at Mart's Hall and again this morning. John, how are you, pal? Good way to end the night. Good way to start a morning with some gears. And, uh, of course, Nick Eckley taking care of us. Indeed. That well, marks. Before we get rolling into recapping and discussing some of the historic things we've seen last evening, <laughs> let's take a look at the scores from last night. Pottsville beat Blue Mountain 69-52. It was Nativity knocking off Mono Area 38-31. Marion keeping pace atop Division Three with a 56-48 win over Shenandoah Valley. Tamaqua keeps their wild card hopes alive in Division One. They knocked off North Schuylkill 67-45. Schuylkill Haven maintains control of Division Two after downing Weatherly 68-57 last evening. Williams Valley keeping pace. They beat Lord 73-40. Pine Grove beats Lee Heighton 55-44. Jim Thorpe jumped past Panther Valley 51-39. Tri-Valley took it to Minersville 66-61. And that is a roundup of local basketball last evening. Yeah, and uh, things starting to shake out a little bit with Nativity winning and Marion winning. They have a showdown next Friday night in uh, Division 3. Of course, Schuylkill Haven maintains their lead in Division 2 over Williams Valley. And I got to tell you, Bo Rejo for Williams Valley has been just dead out lighting it up as they get later in the season. So they still have a shot at it. Uh, Williams Valley still has a shot there. With Schuylkill Haven, you have Marion and Nativity fighting there in the Division 1. Pottsville has clinched 11 straight D1 titles for the Crimson Tide and Tamaqua. Now, if they win out, will be the wild card in Division One. And uh, as you say, we saw a great game last night, but a lot of good basketball being played. Uh, especially Tamaqua, knowing you have to win, came up with a, a big 21-point victory. Uh, actually, 22 over North Skuka last night. That was one of the biggies. 
Indeed. We'll take a look at what's going on today on the hardwood. Some non-league boys basketball nativities at Antietam for 1.30, 5.30 this evening. Roberto Clemente Charter will come in to play Marion Catholic and Schuylkill Valley's at Hamburg at 7.30. Non-league girls, Marion's at Executive Charter at 10 o'clock this morning. Pottsville travels to Shemokin for 1.30 as Emmaus rolls into Blue Mountain at the same time. 2 o'clock, Mono Area at Mount Carmel may be a big area showdown. 2.30 today, Williamsport's at North Schuylkill. 1 o'clock, Weatherly goes to Northumberland Christian. That's a varsity-only tilt. 7.15 tonight, Halifax is at Tri-Valley. And at 7.30 in the girls' scene, Minersville takes on South Williamsport on the road. District 11 Wrestling Team Tournament at Bethlehem Freedom. The Class 3A Consolation Quarters. Pottsville will wrestle with Emmaus at 9 a.m. In the Consolation Quarterfinals in A, North Schuylkill and Northwestern Lehigh just underway. Pine Grove against Cat Asakwa also just getting started. So that's a look at what's going on around the region sports-wise today. Of course, everybody taking tomorrow off. Oh, tomorrow off to sit and watch. Uh, but I got to tell you, there's nothing more exciting than high school basketball, high school wrestling, high school football is mm-hmm. much more exciting in the long run. Uh, but boy, I'll tell you, Chaz, as things get near the end, you see some great games being played the Tamaqua North Schuylkill girls had a tremendous game the other night as both of those chasing that Jim Thorpe squad who has just been putting up numbers that are incredible and uh, you know it's going to be interesting I think the team girl wise that's been overlooked a lot this year and it looks like they're going to be making the playoffs there winning division two or the Batlam minor girls they uh, went into this season not rated very highly by a lot of people, but Mr. Homa has people playing pretty well out there again mm-hmm. uh, with the Battle of Miners, and uh, it's going to make it interesting. Martel will be rocking with the playoffs again and hopefully packed as it has been for the last number of years. Listen, I was impressed with last night's crowd. That was Big the crowd. largest we've seen all season so far. But by far, and again, we kid about it a lot, but anytime Blue and Pottsville get together for any sporting event and they got together earlier in the week with uh swimming with blue mountain coming up with two big victories there boys and girls over the crimson tide but uh always well attended and and that time's a little rowdy without getting too crazy but uh that's what it's all about sometimes you know what's crazy though john is next week is the final week of the regular season in basketball i feel like we just started now we have done 20 games up to this point but yeah. I mean, they have moved by. Yeah, and and the nice part is we had, didn't have a lot of postponements and so on. Some other years, you get to a certain point and you're playing, playing like five games in eight days, and that that can drive you a little crazy. But haven't had that. The snow's going to wait until uh, baseball and uh, track season. Oh, you just made athletic directors everywhere cringe <laughs> because they're the coaches that complain the most about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and rightfully so, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you asked me a question before, and uh, it is 5A as we look a little bit further down the road and kicking it around. Uh, Pozzo and Blue Mountain may have an opportunity. We heard Dave Mullaney last night talking about positioning for district basketball was where his focus has gone now that he knew he was in the Schuylkill League tournament, and he still maintains a uh, slim 
power rating margin over Southern Lehigh in that top spot. So uh, he's going to need, like he said, every game down the stretch is going to be equally as important for that positioning to maintain the top seed in 5A. Blue Mountain is the third team that has clinched a spot in the 17 field. I'm not sure how many. They'll probably take four, maybe. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to take all seven. But um, Blue Mountain is third and uh, followed by Bangor, Shikalimi, Sealands Grove, and East Stroudsburg North. So that's the 5A stack up right now as uh, we take a look at that. In 4A, we have Tamaqua fighting for a spot. Right now, believe it or not, the Blue Raiders, John, are in fourth place in 4A in the district ranking behind ACC, Becca High, and Wilson area. Then you have Tamaqua, Salisbury, and Northwestern Lehigh, all who have clinched a position. Pine Grove right now is sitting at 10 and 10. One more win for the Grovers. And they'll be in the district tournament. Palisades, Lee Heighton, Jim Thorpe, North Schuylkill, Northern Lehigh, and Saucon Valley. There are 13 teams in Class 4A. And they're taking... I would imagine it'll be eight. Eight eight or as many as can hit 500. Yeah, and we've talked about it on the air during the Potzel broadcast. A lot of people have made the commitment now. You're playing for spots in districts and that that's what it's all about and each game may change who you have to play mm-hmm. in that first round and that's a biggie especially if you have to go up against uh, a becker or an acc and so on you you, you want to get a little higher and maybe avoid having to play them especially in the first round but we've seen that as teams position for it now in 3a john it's a sub-regional here we go again all right Panther Valley has clinched a position in the tournament wow. with their 11 wins. However, they're fourth, sitting behind New Hope Solberry, who has yet to be highlighted as clinching. New Hope Solberry has 10 wins. Palmerton leads the way, followed by Notre Dame Green Pond, then New Hope Solberry, Panther Valley, Collegium Charter, Catasauqua, Penn Argel, and Mast Community Charter School are all involved. So I would imagine one of those District 112 teams is probably going to get a seat at the table. There are eight combined in the sub-regional. I would think they may take four. There's a good chance. And again, you get into this sub-regional and mixing up districts and so on. And, uh, you know, my feelings about that, especially when some teams get in with uh, awful records i'll i'll say it awful records sometimes now oh yes but you know they're playing in the philly area you know what win your games win half of them or stay in philly instead of pushing people out from district 11 from playoffs i'm sorry i it's exciting though that pat Cramsey's club has qualified for a yes. district playoff spot that's pretty cool stuff now in double a we have very much representation However, we do not have a top seed secured, although we do have a team in the second position who has six more wins than the team in the top spot based on the power ratings. Hmm. And they're two hundredths of a point behind. So Executive Education Academy Charter School is the top seed right now at 11 and 6. Then comes Schuylkill Haven at 17 and 3, followed by Moravian Academy, Marion Catholic, Williams Valley, and Mahanoy area, Shenandoah Valley and Minersville on the outside looking in. There are eight teams total in 2A in the District 11 listing here. So far, six of the eight have qualified for wow. the tournament. Will they even it out? Will they say? Will, all they eight? Put, will they put all eight in? I'm not so sure. 
And then you take a look at uh, single A right now, only two teams qualified, both of them locals, and they are really the only local teams in there. They're two of three Schuylkill League teams listed. Nativity, of course, at the top spot, Tri-Valley in number two. Notre Dame of East Stroudsburg is number three, followed by Weatherly. Lincoln Leadership Academy, MMI Prep, Roberto Clemente, Salem Christian, and Lehigh Valley Christian. So... That's where the district rankings shape up going into the final week, the home stretch on the boys' side of things. Yeah, and, and the more and more it seems they expand. Now it's six different classifications. Uh, I I don't even say it kidney anymore. Maybe day's going to come where there's 12 classifications, and you won't play any regular season games. You'll start <laughs> off by playing a game if you lose you're out of the district playoffs and the rest will continue on i mean let's just have everybody in there's no challenge sometime to getting in these playoffs and that happened when they exploded this thing uh, to six classifications well let's talk about girls side of things district wide single a nativity leading the way as the top seed right now, followed by Susquehanna Community, Salem Christian. Those three teams have already qualified. From there, it goes 14 wins, 11 wins, 14 wins in the top three. Mm. When you look at number four, two wins, four wins, three wins, one win, one win. So and may make at, districts. So you're looking at four through eight as Weatherly, Lincoln Leadership, MMI, Executive Education, and Forest City Regional. So mm-hmm. Keep expanding. Class 2A, that's a sub-regional, by the way, so it'll probably be uh, a couple of teams from mm-hmm. uh, from District, I believe it's 2 they're in with there. In AA, Mono Area sits atop the uh, standings right now, followed by Moravian Academy, Minersville, Williams Valley, and Marion Catholic, clinching a playoff berth. Tri-Valley, Shenandoah Valley, Notre Dame of East Stroudsburg, and Schuylkill Haven all on the outside looking in of the nine teams, and right now you have five qualified. Yeah, and Paulie Brudeau, the old master, has done a great job up there overcoming some injuries with some of his kids and uh, has parlayed that into playing great defense again. And now the offense is catching up. So they'll be formidable. In 3A, girls, we have two local teams in the eight, one of which has qualified. Notre Dame of Green Pond sits atop the standings unbeaten at 20-0, followed by North Schuylkill, Palmerton area. Those three are all in. Then on the outside is Northern Lehigh at 10 and 11, Penn Argyle, Panther Valley, Kansasakwa, and Salisbury Township. Yeah, when you, when you speak North Schuylkill, very good shot now at being that wild card team in Division One. even though they lost to Tuffy the other night. Still in pretty good shape and still very young. And in 4A, we have a couple teams involved there. Bethlehem Catholic is at the top at 19 and 0. Followed by Jim Thorpe at 19 and 1, Tamaqua at 15 and 4, ACC's 12 and 8, Northwestern Lehigh and Wilson area are the six teams that qualified. Pine Grove's getting closer, as is Palisades, Lehighton, and Saucon Valley round out the 10 teams in 4A. Yeah, and uh, we saw teams fall last year. Chaz, you and I did some games where, uh, in fact, at one day we saw Blue Mountain and Tamaqua both fall to teams from the Lehigh Valley, and we're eliminated then. But I'll tell you, Thorpe's for real again. They have another year under their belt. Ruth Weidman's club is in the 5A field right now sitting in third as they have qualified along with Banger at number one, Chickalimi at two, then at Sealands Grove four, Southern Lehigh five, Pottsville six, and East Stroudsburg north. 
seven. That's all that's in uh, District 11. I guess it's four, the 5A sub-regional. So yeah. that's the district look. Shout out, shout out to Ruth Weidman. Uh, they dealt with a number of injuries, and uh, they're, they're back in there, which is, again, a tribute to the way they play defense and Ruth's ability to transition when, when she's in trouble. So uh, Blue Mountain will be okay in the, in the district play. Well, John, shall we address what we witnessed last night? Yeah, A-W-E-S-O-M-E. And I witnessed it. Uh, Mason Barnes put on a show last night. You know, I I thought of a lot of games that I've seen over the years. And uh, back when I was much younger and Ronnie Morris was playing at Pottsville, Ronnie Morris was in, scored over 40 twice, 47 one time. 42 another time and you and I were talking after the game last night mm-hmm. I'm going through my memory bank and I'm trying to think of other people that may have scored 40 and I'm thinking like David Wilson a couple years ago that was 35 Jake Wertella had 38 in the game remember Mike Flannery back in the Charlie Funk days threw in 39 nobody else has ever had 40 until Mr. Barnes came along last night and now stands alone second in the all-time list for most points in the game and it was uh it was fascinating to watch particularly that second half i mean when you were going through it i'm like wait a second i don't (laughs) remember too many others and you were like yeah all but four yeah 32 out of 36 points mason scored in the second half last night for the Crimson Tide. You know, and I, I looked down, we're gonna be talking to Dustin a little bit later and a uh, little deja vu, but the other way, I remember you and I doing a game. It was last year. Where Drew Grace went crazy. He, he, he just, he poured in 35 at Pottsville and no matter what the Crimson Tide did against Drew Grace that night, he was just in the zone Last night, that's what happened. It didn't matter who was guarding Mason. And again, you and I were kidding off the air. We go back where we saw Archie Diacono Mm -hmm. from the Chamonix when he played Pottsville in the playoffs. And there were defensive players from Pottsville who were turning around, looking at Coach Mullaney going, I don't know what to do. I can't play him any tighter. He's still scoring. Uh, That's where Mason Barnes was last night, I said. Going into the fourth quarter, I said, well, maybe foul shooting will come into play here now uh, because Blue was in it. They were only down two early in the fourth quarter. They got to a point they had to foul, and Mason knocks in 13 in a row from the foul line in the the fourth quarter. But the game was similar to the first game, although the first game ended up more of a blowout. But last night, Pottsville, eight trips, Blue Mountain, Four triples. That's a difference of 12 points right there. And turnover-wise, again, Pottsville forced more turnovers turnovers, and scored more points from them, which was the same thing that happened in the first game. But I have to tell you, it wasn't lack of effort. I thought Blue Mountain kids played their hearts out in that ball game. And uh, fourth quarter, Pottsville keeps running people at you all the time. But when you have one guy, in a very team-oriented offense, very team-oriented offense, who all of a sudden gets 
gets on fire and you find yourself having to foul him. And, uh, you know, I, I called it March. You could call it a lot of things. March magic. Uh, I said magnificent Mason at Mart's. I mean, these are the games that people will remember forever. Indeed. And <laughs> looking back at it last night, it was just like, wow. And every time he'd take it inside, he just kept on going to the bucket, kept on going to the bucket. And uh, interestingly, when you look at uh, the commentary from him this morning and you read in the Republican Herald, and he talks about who his basketball idol was, and he surpassed the mark that Kobe Bryant scored in Mart's Hall. Yeah. yeah, you talk about legendary games he had one last night. <clears throat> but again, reading the article, I loved it. He talked about being a part of a program. Mm -hmm. This is a great program. And if you have seen Crimson Tide play, you know they're going to get the ball to people that are open. That happened last night. A lot of assists out there from a lot of other kids who knew he was in the zone. And when they found him open, got him the basketball. The rest goes down in the history books. How about Blake Lipko's performance? You talk <clears throat> about coming out big Loved at Mart's Hall. Uh, you, you said last night he comes into the game with two. He leaves the game with five triples. Yeah, I, I, and he did things. We talk about somebody stepping up big in big games. Blake Lipko was very impressive last night for Blue Mountain. And again, up until the fourth quarter. That, I said it when we, we left last night. Anybody just looking at the score might look and go, Puh, they beat them by 17. You had to be there to appreciate how well Blue Mountain played and how Pottsville survived when Blue Mountain came back and got back in the ball game after being down 11. They just kept fighting back. But it, usually you say the team had too much firepower. The firepower power last night was a firecracker named Mason Barnes. Well, John, let's uh, talk a little more Division One basketball. Lucas Gregoire puts in 24 last night, and the Blue Raiders beat North Schuylkill 67-45. Now we talk about they control their own destiny. They really do, and Lucas Gregoire has had an outstanding season, went over 1,000 points this season, but he's got a great group of kids around them and they, they came up big again last night and now it's interesting because I was looking at the box scores no trips no trips for Tamaqua in a game where they they put 67 on the board so th they had to be running their offenses almost to perfection uh, to get that many close in shots Baron Stauffenberger chipped in 17. Braden Knobloch, 13. Adam Scott, the only Spartan in double figures with 10. So, looks like North Google was using the post a little more last night. Yeah, yeah, they tried anyway. But again, against a uh, veteran and very physical Tamaqua team, uh, Ty Wartman's younger guys uh, simply don't match up when it comes to those teams. And Pine Grove moved to 10-10 and 10 on the season last night. They downed Lee Heighton 55 44. Cody Griffiths, 13 points in the ballgame, 10 of which coming in the final frame. Zach Lavati also chips in 13. Josh Leininger adds 11. We, we've talked about Pine Grove a lot uh, during the season. A uh, up-and-down club, but Frank has them now poised to move into district play. 
And for Lee Heighton, Zach Hunsicker, we saw him. We were pretty impressed to see him play for Lee Heighton. We'll see these guys on Friday as the Indians come into Mart's Hall for the season wrap-up. But uh, he and uh, Richie Torino, E. Torino, I'm sorry, e. Joe. Torino, e. Yeah. Torino, put in Lee Heighton, put in 11 for Lee Heighton last night. And Torino, E. Torino, is not a starter. No, he is not a starter. And uh, we do have to thank the cheerleaders from uh, Lee Heighton who told us exactly how to pronounce his name. You always go to the cheerleaders. They know <laughs> the the names of all the players. Don't don't talk to the coaches. We we've talked to coaches who didn't know the names of their players uh, in district play, but that's a story for another day. Earlier this week, John, we were in Lansford on Tuesday and we were pretty impressed with Eric Macharo and his gaminess. But we thought Panther Valley made huge steps forward when we saw them face the Tide. But last night, Jim Thorpe had their number. It was 51-39 as Chris Conley gets 18 in the book. Adam Lauer adds 10 for the Olympians. Macharo leading the way for Panther Valley with 11. They're an up-and-down club. I mean, we, we saw them, but so is Jim Thorpe. Uh, I know that Dave Mullaney has a great deal of respect for... Jim Thorpe and Panther Valley, and they, they both have had those kind of years where I think people were expecting more Ws, uh, but they've lost some close games, and PV will get into the playoffs. Uh, Going to be tough, it looks like, for uh, Jim Thorpe to get there unless they expand one of the, the district plays. Indeed. Now a look at the uh, Division Two scoreboard last mm. night. Mason Carter chipping 24 in for Schuylkill Haven as they beat Weatherly 68-57. Albie Evans with 20. Mason Olsh with 19. Boy, oh boy, it seems like uh, Schuylkill Haven has a three-headed monster working their way towards Mart's Hall here next in two weeks. Scotty's Ocean uh, scores 15 for the records. He gets his thousandth point. Elijah Durr has 12. And Antonio Caliccio has 10 for the records in the loss. And and Schuylkillhaven is for real. Uh, they, they score a lot of points. <clears throat> I don't think they get enough credit for the defense that they play, but you mentioned a three-headed monster. Those kids are lighting it up. Not only going inside, but there's another team that can just dead out, shoot the trip. Williams Valley keeping arm's reach of Schuylkill Haven. Just one game back right now. They beat Lords last night. You talked about Bo Rejo. 24 <laughs> last evening. Jesse Engel has 19. Mason Evans has 12. And uh, Lords can't find a player in double digits. No, they they have really <clears throat> excuse me uh, struggled this year at Lords. But Williams Valley, they just keep after you. They don't have a lot of kids in the program on the varsity team. But the kids they do have playing have rung up 14 wins already this year. But Bo Rejo last week had 32 in a game, and I think 26 in the other 24. He has absolutely caught fire at just the right time for Williams Valley because there's another club. Plays great defense, and they wear you down. You, you don't get to take a breath against a, a Denny Casper team. Indeed. Well, Tri-Valley in the middle of the pack in Division Two squared off with Minersville. And you talked about 32 points for Rejo last week. Chase Dieter does it last night for the Bulldogs in the win. We've seen a bunch of those 30s. Uh, now we saw in person a 40-some last night. But there have been some impressive numbers racked up this year by 
individuals, and uh, Chase is one of them for that Tri-Valley Club. Minersville just struggling this year again, younger team, and uh, you, you look to next year. You play every game looking to the next game and to the next year. You know, it's interesting. When you look at Dieter scoring 32 of the 66, then they break down the minors in the loss. Four kids in double figures. A very balanced night last night. Scott Schwalm had 15. Gabe Davis had 14. Xavier Noble and Dominic Pizico each had 11. I mean, it's balanced across the board in double figures and still come up just five short. And it's been that kind of a year for minors. Well, uh, they've lost a lot of close games and so on. But sometimes that's just the way the ball bounces. Uh, I really expected them maybe to be a spoiler at some point. They have come close to it a couple times, but couldn't get over the hill. Well, we'll slip into Division Three here a little bit. Marion leading the charge atop the division. They downed Shenandoah Valley last night, 56-48. Dante Augusti, he scored 16. And then Chris Ritzik had 15 and 14 for Tyler Fritz. Owen Kosar for Shenandoah Valley leading all scores with 19. And Luke Matta had 10, but Marion keeping a one-game advantage on Nativity. Yeah, and uh, we said the big matchup is Friday night with Marion and Nativity. And Kosar for Shenandoah has been solid all year long. He, he has had a tremendous year at Shenandoah Valley. And when you look at that Marion box score from last night, because uh, Tyler Fritz, of course, gets a lot of the ink for the number of points, but they have a very balanced scoring team and that that's going to make them a, a real threat i think in the league playoffs when that comes up uh what two weeks i guess well, yeah it'll be the 11th yeah. and 12th and 14th <clears throat> we'll be together on valentine's day john that's that's getting old <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm just telling anybody you, there you there know. are moments <laughs> you certainly have a way with it don't you <laughs> Anyway, Nativity was keeping pace there. They're still one game back. They go to Monoy City last night and beat a very cagey Bears team. Yeah, uh, I, I thought the Bears were really going to throw a monkey wrench in there, and they came close to it in a very low-scoring game. But Mazaleski has been doing a terrific job for Monoy area in the second half of the season. Well, he scored 12 last night. Shane Miller added 10 for the Bears. They're the only players for both squads in double figures. Jake Huffman and Marquise Ratcliffe each had nine for the Hilltoppers. And uh, Nativity wins the ballgame and doesn't get a player in double digits. Well, you've heard me say this so often. If you want to get to Martell for the playoffs, scoring's nice, but it's more important to play great defense. And Nativity certainly put that together last night in only allowing 31. Well, John, that's a look at what happened in the area last night athletically on the hardwood for the boys. What do you say we take a bit of a timeout here, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Dustin Wirt, the head coach of the Blue Mountain Eagles. He's around the turn here on WPPA Sports Saturday on AM 1360, 106 FM, worldwide at WPPARadio.com. And don't forget about the podcast We'll get that up a little later on this morning. As if you missed part of the show, you can always listen to it in its entirety at Apple, Google, Spotify, along with our host, Anchor.fm, is where you can catch the podcast. We'll be back talking to Coach Wirt right after this 
on WPPA. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Pennsylvania in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Pennsylvania State Athletic Directors Association, reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. You work hard for your money, so don't let the big banks take it away in service fees and charges every month. Bank at CACL Financial and you'll see the difference. At CACL Financial, not only will you be treated like family, your money will work for you. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Schuylkill County, CACL Financial has the products and services to meet your personal and business banking needs. People love banking with us so much that we've been voted the best bank in Schuylkill County five consecutive years in the Reader's Choice Poll. At CACL Financial, it's more than checking and savings accounts and CDs or home mortgages, vehicles and home equity loans. CACL Financial meets your needs every day. Visit our convenient office on West Market Street in Pottsville, online at caclfcu.org, and like us on Facebook. CACL Financial, member NCUA, equal housing lender. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road is the county's oldest full-service family-owned dairy. Gears prides themselves on their high standards and offers quality produced milk products as well as orange juice, fruit drinks, and their very own popular iced tea. Make Gears a name you invite into your home every day. Look for Gears products in your favorite supermarket or convenience store. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road, the county's oldest full-service family-owned dairy, always committed to excellence. Welcome back to WPPA Sports Saturday. Don't forget Penn State Nittany Lion basketball comes your way later on this evening. 6.30 airtime, 7 o'clock tip-off in Cornhusker country Ooh. as Penn State travels to Nebraska tonight. And we've got it for you here on WPPA. Now joining us on the phone, the head coach of the Blue Mountain Eagles, Dustin Wirt. Coach, hey, uh... Look at your season this year, up and down, and uh, but always seems to be very competitive. Well, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me on today. Um, you know, most seasons are like that. You know, you're going to have some ups and you're going to have some downs. And you know, I think right now, uh, at this point in the year, our kids are playing pretty well, and you know, it's what you want at the end of the year to be playing playing your best basketball. And I think we are right now. Yeah, I, I mentioned last night. When we were doing the wrap-up, Dustin, if people picked up the paper today and only saw the score, they would have lost the essence of what last night's game was. You guys were only down two at the beginning of that fourth quarter, and I thought your kids played extremely well. But And we just talked off air a little bit. Once in a while, you run into somebody in a zone 
who just can't miss. I know you talked a lot about during the season, later in the season, pushing people off the three-point line. Well, I got to tell you, from where Mason was shooting last night, very few people would send their defense that far out. And he, he was just hot as a firecracker. But I got to tell you, hustle-wise and running your offenses, I thought, was exceptional last night. Yeah, you touched on a bunch of different things right there. And uh, first of all, you know, it was a, it was a four or five point game with I think two and a half, three minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was just super proud of the, the way our kids played and handled that game last night. You know, unfortunately, the last couple minutes, a couple things didn't go our way. Um, Pottsville made some plays and made some free throws, and and that was the the big difference there at the end of the game. But. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Mason Barnes, and and what are you what are you going to say? I mean, he's he was just very very impressive last night, and he, he does a little bit of everything. He's he's so quick and smooth with the ball, and get at the rim. I, I I've watched Potzel play a lot of times this year, and um, I haven't seen anybody guard him honestly. Um, and last night was a. It, it was a special night for him. I mean, he made a three, and it was late in the game, and it was a close game, and he made the one. And honestly, it might have been mm-hmm. from the Tide symbol. I mean, mm-hmm. it was – I, I haven't seen him shoot one that far out in, in all the years that he's been playing. And and like I said, I've, I've probably watched him play 20 games, you know, mm-hmm. just watching film on him. And I, I don't think I've seen him shoot from out that far. But uh, I, I think he could have shot from half court last night and he would have made it and – uh, but kudos to him. He's a he's a heck of a player, and uh, you know it was unfortunate that it happened to have you know that happened against us last night. Yeah, well, you know, I I, I got a kick. I remember when Drew Grace was lighting it up for thirty five. I remember looking at the look on Dave Mullaney's face, like there's nothing we could do. We changed players. We did this. Mm-hmm. We we double teamed him, and he was still cashing the chips. And, you know, just unfortunately last night, you had Dave Mullaney's face looking like, right. what are we going to do? How far are we, we going to guard this guy at three-quarter court to stop a three-pointer? And when you do, he just is so lanky, and he gets to the yeah. basket with that first step. Well, and we even had him double-teamed one time in the corner where mm-hmm. it was, you know, 90% of the high school players that are in that situation are going to turn the ball over. He, he made a perfect perfect cross-court pass to a to a, an open mm-hmm. shooter who you know typically a high school kid's not going to make that pass and he, he did and so he even made it difficult for us to try and trap him you know and, and double team him and try and give the ball up because he was finding the open guy I mean he played a, a spectacular game you know Dustin you talked about uh, your team playing their best basketball now and this is the time where if you're going to make some noise down the road here into the playoffs and move forward you want to be starting your climb to the peak and when you go from the first time you played Pottsville to last night's game there was one thing that I noticed of your club they didn't panic this time Everything stayed true to what you were expecting them to run offensively. They tried to stay as close to everybody as they can, and that's growth. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, we went through um, the middle part of the season. We were in a lot of close games. We had some overtime games, a triple overtime game. And, uh, you know, when, you, when you're in those moments, you're, you think we weren't playing well to be in those situations. But in the, in the long term, it was 
actually good for us because I think we learned how to play through some adversity and uh, things not going our way. And it certainly happened last night. I believe we were down 11 or 12 points mm-hmm. at one point. The kids didn't panic. They didn't point the fingers. Uh, they just united as a group and, and fought back. And next thing you know, it's a two-point game again. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that our seniors are mature and they've been around and um, – you know, they they were they had their mindset that we were playing as a team, and they and they did last night. Well, I gave a lot of shout outs last night. I thought your kids played extremely well. They shared the basketball well, and again, I thought they ran their offenses very well last night. And very often in a game like this, somebody steps up. And last night it was it was Blake. I mean, Blake Lipko had a tremendous game last night, and he got help where in the first game nobody hit double figures last night sharing the basketball but if anybody would have bet going into Mart's Hall that Blake Lipko would have gone into the game with two trips in the first 19 games and then get three in the 20th it speaks to what you just said seniors step up there's leadership and they're gearing up for the next game they're all important now for district standings, but when you get into the districts, this is going to pay off big time for you. Yeah, Blake Lipko is playing. You can't say enough about him right now. He's playing very well. Um, we've been telling him all year to shoot the ball. It, it, people don't realize it, but Blake can shoot the ball pretty well. You know, for a, an interior player, mm-hmm. we have no problems with him stepping out and shooting that ball the way he does. I mean, he does it at practice, uh, we, and we talk to him all the time about shooting it and. Uh, it was nice to see last night he went out and he did it. Uh, but you also mentioned about the kids running their sets. I think that offensively was the big difference in earlier in the year and when we played Pottsville and uh, at some of our other games when we, we weren't quite playing as well. I thought we lost our, our offensive flow. And uh, we got back to it here recently, and I think that's paid off in why we're playing a little bit better right now. Yeah, and uh, I always say you don't advance – Unless you play some good defense, too. And you, you have. I mean, last night what Mason Barnes did was so out of the ordinary. But I, I mentioned even at the beginning of the game, and this goes to preparation. When you play a team, and I'm going to specifically say Pottsville, when they basically start five guys who, who pretty much play like guards, and all of them can shoot the trip. I mean, you go into a game and you're thinking, we got to shut this guy down. We know Heimbaugh shoots the trip and Stanton and Sakina and the other two starters, Barnes and Schenck. And then you get the cello knock one in. You get Salada, great inside player, hustler, who steps out and hits a trip. That has to be very frustrating. And it doesn't allow you to double team anybody else because those guys can shoot that well. Well, yeah, like I said, with the double team, it, the problem is they can shoot and they have a kid who, who can handle the double team. You know, uh, if, it's a, if you're playing a team that has the shooters but you know you can double the kid and he's not going to find that guy because he's, he's worried about the double team, it, it's a different story. But with, with Mason, he, you know, he can find the guy and then he can get the ball to where it needs to be even when he is doubled. And, and that's, that's what makes possible difficult. Um, but... You know, I, 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 with the fact that uh, Mason scoring 42 or 43 points, whatever absurd number it was, um, <laughs> I actually do think we defended. We did yeah. defend pretty well. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. And 
you know, the first time we played Pottsville, we gave up 12 threes. I think last night it was seven or eight. And, uh, you know, I, that's a big part of our, our success is defending the three-point line. It doesn't matter who we're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we look at our losses, we, we give up nine, ten, eleven threes. And when we, when we win, we're giving up three, four, or five threes a game. And, um, you know, that's something that we've been preaching and working on here recently as well. You know, Dustin, I, it's interesting you talk about defending pretty well last night. A two-part question. Last night you were mixing it up, and I thought it gave Pottsville fits. You, you'd, you'd run a man, then you'd come down, and you'd back into a little bit of a 2-3 zone. You'd be coming out and spotting on whoever was handling the ball to keep them uncomfortable all night. And uh, I, I think Jason Dean defensively is a hard-nosed player and Alex catch last night those two guys offensively you were rotating who was bringing the ball down the floor and it was a different look every time well yeah that defensively you know we tried to play the man the first time and that didn't work you know so we thought we'd try and mix things up and you know we actually did it against Tamako a little bit with some set success and uh you know, offensively, we would we would handle the ball depending on the set we were running or you know who we wanted to to get in certain situations with the offensive set that we were running, and that's why you see different guys bringing the ball from time to time. Well, they they did it well. Chaz used a phrase a little bit earlier, Dustin. And I think it's very important for your team this year. The first game, there was a panic attack at times. The way Potzel plays defense, and I had you unofficially in that first game, turning it over 20 times. They scored 28 points from turnovers. Last night, I saw a different look in your kids, in the confidence part of it, going against Potzel's man-to-man. And and that takes coaching and having your kids buy into what you're doing in offensive sets. Well, yeah, I I think we put them in a little better situation this time around. I think Mm -hmm. we... Um, and like you said, the kids did buy in. They they completely were in on what the game plan was last night, and um, and they did play it out. I mean, I was super proud of them. I really was. I, I'm just upset that it didn't work out the way it was. Like I said, we had them right there. And but if the kids continue to play as a team the way they did last night as one unit, you're, I think we're going to have some success here at the end of the year. Right, and it showed on Tuesday. Dustin, when you, when you took Tamaqua to the wire and you come away with a 56-50 win, that uh, that mentality, they get it now. And, and I'm sure as a coach, it's not easy sometimes when you're watching and you know the potential of your kids and they're just not hitting it. But uh, to challenge them as far as coming into this week, my goodness, they put some pretty good basketball together. Yeah, they did. And, you know, the other we lost to Northampton uh, last Saturday by I think it was five or six points and, and you know, that's, a, that's a really good team you know and that's when I started to realize that we were turning the corner and how we were playing I, again I know it was a loss but it's a team that's you know a, a pretty good team in the EPC out there and uh, we walked away realizing hey you know what we can play with some pretty good teams and I, I think the kids started to realize it too because we played as a, as a team that game and I think that's when their their mindset changed a little bit. Well, I, I thought that carried you. you. You got off to a fast start this year. Things are going your way. And then you did. You, you had that lull. And, and I'll go back to it. The difference in the composure of your kids last night made me realize right off the bat that they were buying into what you guys 
are teaching them about how you will be successful. You won't necessarily end up beating a Northampton, but you take that big step forward to get you ready for the, the later games, and it, it really showed last night. Yeah, you really have to credit the seniors, you know, with Jason Dean and Aiden Carr and Blake Lipko and Alex Ketcha. And it's those four guys. It's not necessarily the coaches. Um, it's the seniors that, you know, are buying in, and they're they're the ones that, you know, are leading within. within and um, all the credit goes to them. Well, uh, you know, I'm around a long time, Dustin. I'm going to bust your cakes here a little bit. But uh, it's – also the program that you guys have put into it down there where you take a lot of different kids over many years i thought i saw some gray hairs there on you there's there's getting a little older but uh it's happening your your program does this and i gotta tell you the coaches of the best programs always say it's the kids and i appreciate that but you don't have long-standing success year after year after year after year unless you have dedicated coaches who convince kids it is about the program, and you've done that. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but it really is the kids. I mean, honestly, we're, we're blessed at Blue Mountain to have kids that, uh, you know, not just work hard, but they're great kids. They're fun to be around, uh, and that makes – going to practice and, and going to summer things more enjoyable because, you know, they're just, they're good, they're good kids. You know, they, mm-hmm. they take care of their academics. Uh, they're not in trouble. Uh, they do all the things the right way. And, um, you know, I'm proud to say that I coach, you know, over the last 17 years, I'm proud to say I coached a lot of great, great kids. Dustin, the program right now for this season is sitting third in that 5A District 11 ranking behind Southern Lehigh and Pottsville. You have Jim Thorpe at home on Tuesday, then you travel to Pine Grove on Friday. You know, when, when you're talking to the kids this week in practice, yes, you're getting ready for those opponents, but you're also looking ahead a little bit to say, if we can win out here, we may end up positioning ourselves a little better in this field. Yeah, you know, you have you have some good teams. It's a small field, you know, mm-hmm. with with how they switched to six classifications, and we we sit here with seven total five A schools in our district, and really two of them come from from District Four. So I mean, there's very few schools our size, which is is a silly. That's a whole nother. We could probably have an entire show just on. Oh, on we that definitely alone. could do that. Um, <laughs> but you know, the teams that are going to qualify for this. 5A tournament are, are quality teams and uh, you know it's going to take two good games for whoever it is to, to, to win the district and you know it seems like Pottsville, Southern Lehigh and Blue Mountain have been playing each other in this district tournament for the last uh, however they switched to it when Southern Lehigh joined the, mm-hmm. in, into our classification. It seems like we either play Southern Lehigh or Pottsville play Southern Lehigh and uh, it's going to come down to that again. And, uh, you know, Ben Tanis out at Southern Lehigh has that program on the rise as well. And it's, you know, it should be a fun, fun little tournament. You know, it's funny when you talk to some of the district three coaches that I, that I'm friends with and they, they're amazed that there's so little teams in our district. They don't understand that because they, you know, they're in a tournament with 18, 19 teams that qualify mm-hmm. and there's teams that aren't even 500 that don't get into their tournament. 
But, uh, you know, the, our little tournament's going to be a very good one. You know, it's, it's going to be fun to see how it shakes out. I guess my question is, and I don't know if you're sure, you know, you, you talk about District 4 with Shikalimi and Sealands Grove in the mix. I mean, they have four and five games left to play respectively, and they only have a week to, or two to get them in. But are one of those teams absolutely going to qualify in the sub-regionals? It's set up that way where they have to have one representative. I that would be news to me. I, I don't know. This is the first time we've ever had um, a sub-region in R5A. I know there was in some of the other districts. I, I, I was not under the impression that one of them was guaranteed in, but maybe you know something I don't know. I'm just wondering because in football, you know, they say, well, one of these teams is definitely. And I think last year in some of these sub-regionals, uh, on the girls' side, I mean, they had a District 2 championship, they had a District 11 championship, and then played a sub-regional championship because one of those teams from District 2 was going to be guaranteed a spot. And uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure if it's set up that way now. I guess I'm going to have to dig into... Uh, yeah, yeah I, you, I don't think it is, but you, you could be wrong. I, I'm aware Coach Mullaney and I were talking last night that since it's a sub-region, you don't get preferential seeds. So, I mean, if... You know, Pottsville and Southern Lehigh win the leagues, it, you know, or say Southern Lehigh wins their league and Pottsville doesn't. Southern Lehigh doesn't get the preferential seat because of the sub-region. It just goes straight off a point. So in a week, we're going to know this, the uh, the seedings even without the league playoffs. And uh, you know, it's little rules like that that nobody knows because we've mm-hmm. never been in this situation before. And you have to sit down with your athletic director and and see what what's new and what's different. But you know the way it, the way it looks right now. Even if Shikalemi would be in for us, it, it it wouldn't affect us the way I would anticipate this the seedings to to shake out. I think Shikalemi would get banger if they would qualify in a four or five game. Well, if, if you're confused now, when they go to twelve classifications, oh yeah, how about Dustin, it? We'll, we'll sit down and figure out. Uh, the teams won't even be allowed to play. So yeah, it it, it is absolutely crazy. You know, it's bizarre. I just, I just wish they would re remap the whole state, and yes. then it would maybe would make a little more sense instead of having a thousand teams in District Three, and you know, mm-hmm. and then you have other districts Good like point. like District Four, who has two teams in our classification, and it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yep. Well, Dustin, we're up against it time-wise. We appreciate you taking your time out and talking to us this morning. And uh, success down the road. And I have a feeling we're going to see you once again on the hardwood. Uh, I certainly hope so. I I thank you for having me on. Uh, Keep promoting Schuylkill League Sports. Uh, Schuylkill League Sports are awesome. Uh, We have a bunch of great teams and and coaches and programs in this area. And uh, they need the recognition uh, just like some of these other areas get and you guys do a great job promoting it well good luck Thank down you. the line and say say hello to the old boy for me who <laughs> certainly will he, <laughs> you know he's probably listening to you right now he has no his, gray hair does he I'm, no, oh, no he, he has, has no, no hair, hair so, um, <laughs> i'm sure he has a big smile and he's laughing at you right now so. <laughs> all right dustin we will catch up with you soon all right thanks a lot yep There you have it, John Dustin Wirt talking about his program. We'll come back, wrap up the show, and work our way out of here this morning on Sports Saturday on AM 1360 Worldwide at WPPARadio.com and also 106 FM. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Pennsylvania knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? 
anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Pennsylvania needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. One visit to BG's Value Markets and you'll see why freshness, quality, and service are number one. This week's specials include steak of all beef sandwich steaks, $3.88. Freshetta pizza, just $3.88. Value packs of boneless country ribs, only $1.98 a pound. Planner Garlic Burks ring bologna, $3.98 a pound. Mama Lucia meatballs, buy one, get two free. 41 to 50 count cooked shrimp, $6.98 per pound. Assorted Amoroso rolls, six to eight count, two for $5. Sweet or hot Hatfield Italian sauce, 318 per pound. 64 ounce turkey hell tier drinks, $1.18. Check out BG's Super Party Snacks, 9 ounce Doritos, buy one, get one free. Chi Chi's Salsa, $1.88. BG's in store bakery features fresh baked black bottom cupcakes, 4 for $1.98. BG's Value Markets, Minersville, Pine Grove, Jonestown, and Millersburg, giving you the best. Open 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. daily. Open this Sunday, 7 to 7. Hi Wow is being heard all across Schuylkill County. What is it? CACL Financial's Hi Wow Checking Account. It stands for helping you and others won't. If you live, work, or worship in Schuylkill County, CACL Financial's Hi Wow Account offers terrific features like no minimum balance, no maintenance or penalty fees, and earn 1% annual percentage yield on your account when you have e-statements and 10 point of sale transactions with your debit card per month. Hi Wow Checking from CACL Financial. Named the best bank in Schuylkill County in the Reader's Choice Poll for the fifth year in a row. Earn 1% annual percentage yield on your checking account. Make your money work as hard as you do. CACL Financial, online at caclfcu.org. Like us on Facebook or visit our Pottsville office on West Market Street. CACL Financial, member NCUA Equal Housing Lender. If terms aren't met, regular interest rates apply. We're out of time, John. Great interview. Dustin is a class individual, and uh, I'm always thrilled when they're successful, and that's tough for a Pottsville guy to say about Blue Mountain. <laughs> well, I want to thank Dustin for taking time out this morning to be a part of the program. Don't forget, visit all our fine sponsors like CACL Financial because you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. 1800 West Market Street in the city, always open online at caclfcu.org. Also, BG's Value Markets with four convenient locations to serve you in Pine Grove, Millersburg, Johnstown, and Minersville. If their meat were any fresher, you would have to slap it. And while you're there, pick up the fine line of dairy and tea and juice products from Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest full-service family-run dairy. Don't forget, Penn State basketball, 6.30 tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off from Nebraska, and you've got WPPA Pottsville.